Hello, friend. Today's episode is going to be a fun one because we are diving into a personal conversation where we answer your questions that you submitted on our Instagram. And boy, it's going to be a good one. We answer questions from how we met our husbands, how we are different in funny ways as mamas, how we knew we were ready to get married, and so on and so on. This is a spicy, joy-filled episode where you'll get an insight into who we are and what our friendship looks like. You ready? Let's go. Sisterhood Podcast. We are your hosts, Maddie and Kate, and we are here to chat about all things motherhood, faith-infused entrepreneurship, and lots of real life. We want you to leave feeling loved, encouraged, and a whole bunch of excitement for where the Lord has you right in this moment. We are so glad you are here. So grab your coffee, matcha, tea, whatever makes you happy, and let's hang out and indulge in some joyful conversations. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Caitlin and Maddie here, and we are so excited for today. We might get juicy. It's going to be fun. All the things. We asked you some questions to give us on Instagram, Mm -hmm. personal, marriage, life, you know, all of the things. And we are going to answer your questions today, and we are so pumped because there's some fun ones in here, Mm -hmm. some serious ones, some deep ones, some light ones, all the things. So we're just going to jump right on in because there's lots of questions and we can't wait to answer them for you. So first up, drum roll. (laughs) Uh, The first question is, how did you meet your husband? Maddie, take it away. Okay. (laughs) We met in kindergarten. Um, Went to from kindergarten through high school together. Um, we were in the same kindergarten class, first grade class, all the classes. Went through high school together. He went to a different college than I did. And then he couldn't resist and followed me to North <laughs> Greenville. He transferred. And then we got married and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> kindergarten. What about you? So mine's, yeah, kindergarten's kind of crazy. Mine's a little more like, what the heck? So... <laughs> Hunter and Sean both worked at Bilo, which that's both of our husbands, in case we didn't like mention their names. Like that's both of our <laughs> My husbands. My husband's Sean. <laughs> her husband's name is Hunter. Yeah, there we go. Um, so I they both worked at the Bilo like 10 minutes from my house. And my best friend was like, hey, you should come work at Bilo. <laughs> and so I Went to work at Bilo, and I remember, I think it was like my first or second day, Hunter, Hunter and Sean were both bag boys, and only one of them was at work the two days in a row that I worked, and I thought that they were the same person for a hot minute, <laughs> but they, <laughs> they definitely were alike. There was like one day that I walked into work, and there was two of them, and I was like, oh, those are two different people, and I don't know which one's which, but anyways, <laughs> apparently Hunter had it out to... He was crushing on me from the beginning. And (laughs) Hunter knew what he wanted. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And lo and behold, about mm, almost a year into knowing each other, we ended up dating, going to the same college. And now here we are, all married and stuck. (laughs) Such adults. (laughs) Such adults. But it's weird because we literally met at Bilo. I know. Wow. Thank the Lord for Casey. She's the one that exactly to get right there. And for Sean. Because Hunter would not have worked at Bilo if it wasn't for Sean. Wow. How it just like works together. I always say like every 
like girl that Keegan encounters from kindergarten on, like he's getting a picture with her. Like <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Like if it works out like me and Sean, you never know. Like that would have been so cool to have like millions of pictures and videos. Like I know. now. So yeah. Any girl in kindergarten and on he's getting a picture with. He's probably gonna hate me, but hello. That's funny. <laughs> Anyways, okay. The second question is what is one of the hardest things with being your own boss? Ooh, probably boundaries saying no yeah like we don't get the opportunity to step away from work and like completely cut it off right there's always something that needs to be done when it comes to running your own business and so it's just the constant like staying being honest with your boundaries and like really keeping to those boundaries and saying no yeah i'd have to agree that and then it also leads into like the balance of like work and yeah. life um so all of that kind of goes together definitely having those boundaries and like setting them and keeping and like staying with them helps like with mm-hmm. work-life balance and um that's been like the hardest thing that we've honestly faced over the last like five or so years um for sure so yeah all right number three what marriage advice would you give to a newlywed so we're gonna give you like the cliche sunday school (laughs) answer for the first one and that's keep jesus first and your marriage second this is so important i always talk about priorities and how like um your priorities matter and like the order that they're in is really Mm -hmm. important and like for me, I always say Jesus first, marriage second, family third, uh, then friends, then work, you know, like and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically keeping Jesus first is so important because I've always like been told, you know, you can look at it like a triangle. Like you and your husband are the bottom two corners and Jesus is the top. And when you're running at Jesus together, the closer that you are going to be um, as you move closer and closer to Jesus. And Mm. that's like a really cool picture um, Mm -hmm. of like keeping Jesus first and the way that you'll grow and like be more and more close to your spouse. And Mm -hmm. so um, that is the first thing. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, if you don't have Jesus first and it's hard, it's not always easy to do that, but because life happens and the busyness of life happens, but remaining true to like Jesus is our first priority in our life and in our marriage. Um, when that is the case, like everything does work out. And, yeah. um, there's so many times where I'm like, well, Sean and I both, we not necessarily stray away, but we get distracted because we feel like, you know, we'll just fix this problem or we'll just do it right. We'll just solve this right now. But instead of us trying to do it, if we were to just like focus on what the Lord says and having him at the center, like it would all work out. So I know sometimes it's not as easy, easier said than done, but keep Jesus first in your your marriage second and try to outserve your spouse every single day. And this is something that um, we learned probably like a year into our marriage um, instead of, especially like after having Keegan, we really learned this, but instead of trying every single day to like, see who can want, well, see like, okay, I've done all this. Like Sean has to do all these things because like, yeah. like he's, I'm expecting him to do it because I've done X, Y, and Z. Instead of having that mindset and having a mindset of like, okay, I want to outserve him and that's my focus. I'm just going to keep serving, keep serving, keep serving. And he just served alongside me and he has that mindset of, I just want to outserve Maddie and outserve our marriage and outserve our our life. And when we have those mindsets together, we're our focus is on that and not right. focused on like, 
okay, well, that's not fair because I got up with Keegan this morning and like I had to do all this this morning. Like he should be doing this. And that's if our focus is like that, we're just going to have like a negative approach to each other. Our days are just going to feel like we're running in circles and never like working together, but we're like working against each other. And so having this like outserve your spouse mentality really has changed the game for us. Yeah, same. And also it kind of shuts out that like unrealistic expectations that you put on your husband Mm -hmm. or vice versa because like you're trying Mm -hmm. to outserve each other. And so you don't, you like in your head, you're not like, oh, well, he needs to do that. Like instead you're able to like come back and be like, well, you know what? Like, let me do that for him because Mm -hmm. I want to be selfless. And um, so that is the second way. And then third is communication. And we want to scream this from the rooftops because <laughs> if you are not communicating with your spouse about expectations, yeah. about like how you're feeling, mm-hmm. um, and it, the list goes on. If you're not communicating, literally things are just going to go down spiraling yeah. and it, things are not going to be good. And so communication helps you to like be on the same page. It helps you to like be vulnerable with each other. And there's so many like things that you can communicate about that like you both, like it's going to benefit both of you in your marriage and it can make or break your marriage. And so we highly encourage you to like really focus on like communication and always come Mm -hmm. back to, am I communicating well? Is he communicating well? And if you ever need to like pull the communication out of your husband or vice Mm -hmm. versa, like try to be like, open and Mm -hmm. like communicate your feelings and don't bottle them up because it's going to do more harm than good. Preach. For sure. And, um, I know the question was asking about advice for newlywed, but take our advice, what we're giving right now and like really try to hone in on that because this is stuff that we've known, but like we've really like refined and learned over the last few years of being married and, something that I wish like the whole outserve your spouse. Like I wish we would have started to do that when right. we were newlyweds. And so, yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on to the next question that kind of piggybacks off of that. What is your favorite thing about your husband? So my favorite thing about Hunter, I have many favorites, but if I had to pick one that I really want to talk about, it is that I love his ability to like take control of situations and just like be a true leader. And I mm-hmm. feel like, there are so many moments when like I need him to step up and be a leader and he always does it. He's so good at leadership. And there are moments when like in our marriage, when I haven't let him lead well and it shows and he's voiced that to me before. And it's just so cool to like watch him like be a leader in so many different areas in our marriage, in his job, um, as a dad, like he just does leadership so well. And Mm -hmm. that is literally one of my absolute favorite things about him. Yeah. He is a good leader for sure. And my favorite thing about Sean, um, like you said, I have a lot of favorites. (laughs) So sweet. So tender. (laughs) So sweet. Um, you my, my favorite thing about Sean, I, I've noticed over knowing him for our whole lives pretty much is like he, he loves to serve people and he does it with a heart of like humility yeah. and um, he does the hard stuff that like no one wants to do. And also he loves to serve without getting credit and like he loves to do it kind of behind the scenes. And that just speaks a lot about his character and that he's like willing to do the hard, gritty stuff that like no one wants to do. And it's behind the scenes and he doesn't need the praise, glory or anything like that. He just right. loves doing it and making 
people feel good. And so he's just a really good, like, he, he's very good at just serving people and being very humble in that. So yeah, I definitely see that. Our husbands are great. We love them a lot. We hope that they listen to this tidbit listen. of this episode. They better listen. <laughs> and let and let us know because we're talking really good about this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So the next question is what is one funny way you differ in being moms? Maddie? Um <laughs> okay. Uh okay. Uh, I think a funny thing is like Mm. Caitlin, I'm all about like the the whole I'm kind of by the book, I think. Caitlin is very much so like, ah, whatever. I'm just gonna do it this way. I don't care. <laughs> like and um like one thing that I think it came out last year or the year before. So like you know, at the hospital when they go to like suck the baby's nose out or their throat <laughs> out, they have like this like snot sucker bowl syringe situation. Yeah. It's like blue, whatever. Um, green, blue. And now they have this snot sucker, like baby Frida snot sucker where you like, it sounds disgusting when I explain it. Like you have like this tube, it goes in your mouth and then like, you suck their boogers out with your mouth, but like it can't get in your mouth. Okay. But like, I think so disgusting. I literally <laughs> love that thing. Like it is great. And Caitlin, I do not own that. Okay. <laughs> I will not buy that. If someone bought it for me, it'd be going to the Goodwill. Like there is no chance <laughs> I would ever, <laughs> ever do that. I stick by the bulb that I don't have to put my mouth on. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't look even, I always said like one of the main reasons that I was always like afraid to have children is because I hate bodily fluids. Okay. I am not trying to suck that out. I don't care if it goes in my mouth or if it doesn't go <laughs> in my mouth like ew no like (laughs) sean's the same way he we've had it since keegan was born and he will literally not touch it he's like that is disgusting and when he's seen me do it sean's like (laughs) yeah honestly i would say that's like the funniest way that we differ as moms and also (laughs) so when we're out in public keegan maddie's baby loves to just like ah, like scream and she's like oh no 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 no, no, no. Yeah, like, he loves to and talk. And I'm like, super loud. I'm like, can do whatever you want. You can scream if you want. Like, get all the attention. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> this one time we're at like dinner or lunch or something, and Keegan is such a vocal child, and he loves. He doesn't like to talk quietly. He likes for it to be very, very. He likes loud. to like yell. Like he wants <laughs> everyone in the room to hear that he is talking. Yes, and so. We're like having lunch and Keegan is just like, and like loud, like very, very loud. And I'm like, and go, Keegan. yeah, Keegan's over here hyping him up. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh no, oh my gosh. And I'm like, Keegan, shh, okay, like let's talk right here. And like, Kaylin, she's like, Maddie, he's fine. Like, no one's looking. Okay. <laughs> I turn around, everyone is looking. Okay. Like, but it's Kaylin. not a big deal. I was like, everyone is looking. And she's like, nobody's looking. And I was like, Okay, I only, um, listen, I only said that because I know that you don't want people to look. But, like, for me, I'm like, oh, everyone's looking. Like, everyone's interested. <laughs> like, babies, like, are loud or whatever. And so, I don't know. I'm one of those people that I'm like, if you want to be loud, you be loud. Yeah. You express that personality, She's, baby boy. She is Kian's hype queen because she will literally <laughs> encourage it. And Aww. when he starts to know what she's doing, like, I'm really in for it. Because <laughs> she's going to be like, yeah, go do it. <laughs> go yell. Don't yeah. your mom I told you to do it. Just go do it. Exactly. But anyways, so that's kind of like how we differ as moms, just some little funny things. But Mm -hmm. 
Okay, moving on to a more serious question. We're serious. How <laughs> do you have such good friendships? I'm struggling with finding good friends. Okay, first I want to say we have an entire episode on mm-hmm. um, how to pursue Christ-filled friendships. Go and find it. I think it might be episode 10. Um it might be different than that, but go find that one. And mm-hmm. it's a really good listen because we talk yeah. a lot about like pursuing those really good friendships, mm-hmm. but we're going to come in with a solid answer for you here too. Yeah. So first, um, our relationship is founded on Jesus. We met through our husbands. Um, but from the very beginning, like we were very similar. Yeah. Very, very similar, but there, we always say like there, if you listen in on a conversation with us, which you guys get the opportunity to do every single Wednesday. Yep. Um, there was really not, even in an intimate conversation between me and Caitlin, um, and no one else would hear it. Jesus is always brought up. Yep. Um, we always talk about like what the Lord's doing in our life. Um, things the Lord's like trying to teach us, maybe some hard things the Lord's walking through. And it's not because we're like holier than now. It's just like no. our relationship is founded on the Lord and that's very important to us. And we yep. can't help talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also just in general, like we as humans, women, like we just yearn for connection and community. Um, and at the end of the day, we want people in our corner who rally around us. And so something mm-hmm. that I live by, a motto that I've stood by for years is that you need to surround people, surround yourself with people who uplift and encourage you. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. The Lord didn't intend for us to do life alone. Mm-hmm. You are meant to walk in this earth with connection and people around you to help you carry your burdens and to love on you. And you mm-hmm. really need to like hone in on those deep connections with those people who are going to rally around you in the hard times and the good times, and that they're going to see you at your worst and still love you for it, that they're going to call you out when you're doing something wrong or when they believe that like you're out of line, but that they also love you mm-hmm. through all of that. And mm-hmm. that they're just all around, like all for supporting you mm-hmm. and loving you right where you're at. Yeah. Mic drop. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> <laughs> for real for everything she said find friends like that preach absolutely um, and you and those will also be friends that are going to be lasting they're not gonna be those ones that come and go um our friendship has probably been like the longest friendship i've like really had where it's been a very deep friendship yeah anyways okay moving on you said everything i wanted to say <laughs> Um, what is one thing that you love that Beckett's doing right now? Okay. So, okay. Beckett's doing a lot of new things as of like literally like three days ago. Yeah. But. So crazy how that happens. Okay. I'm going to name like a couple. So one, he's doing this cute little nose crinkle smile and Mm -hmm. it's like, (laughs) so cute. Yeah. Um, so he's doing that too. He is finally, finally starting to try to army crawl. For those of you who don't know, my child is ginormous. He is in the hundredth percentile for his head and his height. And so he's a real and 97th for his weight. So he's huge. He's ginormous. (laughs) And he has the hardest time like trying to crawl because he cannot like lift his body and like poor thing is going to have like Superman is going to have to have Superman muscles to like (laughs) do these things. But anyways, he's finally starting to try. He doesn't love it, but, (laughs) but he's starting to try. And I love being able to see him like really try to do that Mm because he's been like whining about it for a really long time (laughs) really long time because he's so dang heavy he is huge (laughs) 
homeboy, when I hold him, like, <laughs> we don't go together because, like, he's literally, like, half of me. Yeah. He's legit. so big. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a big boy. Yeah. Super big. healthy. Okay. So, what about you with Keegan? Keegan is at my favorite age right now. Or you say that, like, I, every, I know. every I feel like it, it, I, that's going to happen with me every time. Like, I love – the older he gets, the more I love. But then I also look at pictures when he was a newborn, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. How was that just, like, a few months ago? But – Yes, he's my like favorite age he's been and it's because he has such a personality and he has like he's so on the move and I don't know. He's just really really cute right now. So he's like super mobile. And if you know, if you see me on Instagram, I have a broken ankle, which is a very terrible time. <laughs> really really unfortunate. Um but he is so mobile and he crawls like speed lightning fast and he's like started to try to walk, he'll take like two steps, let go of something and like stand there for a minute and then like try to walk and he busts it every single time. <laughs> and that's fun because um, <laughs> he's learning. It's fun. But he also does the whole nose crinkle thing and he'll randomly like you'll just be sitting there and he'll look up at you and be like. And it's so cute. He like closes his eyes and smiles. It's so cute. Um, he's about to be one. So so crazy, but he's at a really, really fun age. Oh, I love that. Mm. Little Keegan, little baby little Keegan. Keegan. It's going to be one. Um, okay, so the next question is deep, and I'm going to let Maddie speak on this one because I personally do not have any personal experience with it, but have either one of us dealt with postpartum anxiety? Um, and then the person who asked this just said, like, she hasn't gotten herself to like be able to leave her baby with other people, which is mm. totally understandable, but mm. I'm going to let you take that one away. Yeah. So I have never really like been fully diagnosed with anything like postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression or anything like that. But right. at my six week appointment, the two doctors told me that I have like very big signs of postpartum OCD, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and we can talk about that whole other episode because I have a lot to say about that. But these feelings that you're feeling, um, not being able to leave your baby with other people um, in a nursery at church or um, you just literally feel like you cannot leave your baby. I had those exact feelings. Um, I Specifically in the church instance, I felt like every single time I was going to leave my baby, they were going to get sick and die. And those feelings, that's me being very transparent. Those feelings are not normal. Um, well, they are normal for us to have them postpartum, but right. they're also not normal to continue to have. But I didn't know um, what I know now about postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, postpartum OCD. What I know now, I'm so much more equipped when I have another baby because I just in my head was like, I just am a hormonal wreck like after having a baby. Like these feelings are probably like, really normal, but they honestly are not. Mm -hmm. And so having these feelings of you're terrified to leave your baby because you think the worst case scenario is going to happen that's not normal. Um, and you're not alone though, if you feel that way, but I encourage you, if you do feel that way, don't wait like me and be months and months into it and be like, Oh my gosh, okay. This still isn't normal. Like, why am I still feeling like this? Like right. I encourage you to reach out to someone, um, to get help and also find a friend. Like I'm here to talk to you if, and encourage you to walk through that. Um, one thing I have learned through all of this is this is so much easier said than done. Cause so many people told me this, but for real, surrendering um, like everything, surrendering 
in this instance, church, like surrendering that it's okay to drop your baby off in a nursery at church and they're going to be okay. And it was so hard for me to do that. But I remember the first time I never felt like I was going to be able to do it. Like I remember going to church every Sunday and Sean was like really letting me lead in that. Like when I'm ready to leave him, we could leave him in the nursery. And I remember that one day walking into church, we were literally stepping into the doors with no expectation of him going to the nursery. And I said, I'm ready. And I really was not. But in my head, I was like, I'm doing it because if I don't do it today, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. And through that, like dropping him off, realizing he didn't get sick. He didn't die. He was completely fine. He had fun. And like, it was okay. I learned like, okay, I can do this. But it was a battle that I fought, not just with like him going to the nursery at church. It was a battle I fought through a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, Having to choose like what mindset I have. And it's he's, I don't have to choose the worst case scenario every single time, but postpartum anxiety is real. And I don't want you to just like brush it off. Like this stuff is normal. Like I said, get help, talk to me. You can reach out to me, um, get prayer, seek counsel, find people in your corner that can cheer you on, that love you, can help walk you through this season. Um, because it's not forever. So we can talk about this a lot more. Yeah. We want to talk, we have a whole episode in mind where we want to talk about postpartum feelings in general, because Mm -hmm. mine and Maddie's Mm -hmm. were extremely different, Mm -hmm. extremely different. And so we really want to talk about that. So stay tuned for that episode. But until then, Maddie gave some really great advice. So yeah. Awesome. Okay. So the next question is, how did you know when it was the right time to get married? So for me, um, I remember wanting to get married, like, or excuse me, wanting to get engaged my senior year of college, like ASAP. And I was just like ready. I was like, okay, well it's like time to graduate college. That means we have to get married. And like, (laughs) LOL. But me and Maddie went to a school, a Christian uh, (laughs) private school where ring by spring is a very serious thing. And that was just like what I had in my head was, oh, ring by spring. Like I'm going to get engaged in Mm -hmm. the spring right before we graduate. And then we're going to get married Mm -hmm. right after. Well, that was not Hunter's idea of a good time. And so (laughs) um, even though I really wanted to yeah. Um, really, we were not ready, even though I thought I was. And so I have a lot to say about this. I'm not <laughs> going to go into deep detail, mm-hmm. but I think one of the biggest flaws in our society today and the reason that a lot of engagements get broken and a lot of uh, uh, marriages early on get broken is because women are more concerned about the wedding than they are the marriage. Mm, and I great. think that that is that's a whole episode. Um, and so, yeah, I feel really strongly about that. But I think at that point I was way more ready just for like the big like wedding. Mm -hmm. And then, um, when that wasn't happening, I was starting to get really discouraged. Like, is he even going to want to marry me? Like, why, like, why is he not like, we're going to graduate and then what, like, there's nothing else. Like we need to get married. And so, Mm -hmm. um, in that season of life, the Lord really started to refine my heart and like really, helped me to look inward. And I realized really quickly that like, I wasn't actually ready for marriage and that I needed to really like prepare my heart for that. And so, um, the Lord took those, it was about a year actually before I got engaged, um, that he really like prepared my heart and showed me like things that were like wrong with my own like heart and self and like where I wasn't ready. And I realized like, it's not all about like, is Hunter ready or like, um, it's all about the wedding. Like, no, it's more about like, where's my heart at? Like, what are my intentions for wanting to get married? And, mm-hmm. um, are they in the right place? And so, 
um, I finally realized um, it was about a couple of months before we actually got engaged. I was like, you know, I really feel like I'm ready for marriage. Like I'm not, I'm not just ready for the wedding. I'm ready for marriage. I'm ready to marry Hunter. I love him so much. I, um, I just have so much love for him and I'm ready to get life started with him. And so, um, I think that there's like a turning point in your mind where you go from being ready for the wedding to being ready Mm -hmm. for marriage. And I think that there is a point where you will know the difference. If Mm -hmm. you really look inward, if you're not paying any attention and you're just like, you're not actually looking at the posture of your heart, there's a good chance like you could get engaged without even thinking about marriage and you're just thinking about the wedding. Mm -hmm. But when you're actually ready, I would say is the point where you have like a turning point in your heart and soul where you know like, okay, I'm ready to do life with this person. I'm not just ready to have a big party. And so Mm -hmm. that's when I knew it was the right time. It was a couple months before we got engaged. And when we did, engagement was so fun. And like, it was so cool to like prepare for marriage instead of, just like the wedding. Yeah. Mm. I have a lot to say. Like you said, we need to do another episode on this. Um, we got married very young. Uh, Sean was still in college. I had just graduated that December. We got married that following March. So a few months. Um, and honestly, like the when we got engaged, like, like you said, we were honest, but, but we were engaged at this point. We were not ready. Like, I look, and even looking back now, we're totally different people. And like, we were, no, we were not ready. We were truly like doing it in the sense of like, that's the next season of life, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Lord's taught, like, refined in both mine and Sean's heart over the last like few years of contentment and not like, really looking for that next step or that next season of life, but being very content with the season that you're in. Um, But in our heads, we were like, okay, like Maddie graduated college. Sean was online. Like he had like two classes he was finishing. He was already working his like in his career. And we were like, okay, so what's, what does it really matter? Like we're, let's just get married. Like it's supposed to happen. It's the next step. But it wasn't, like you said, until like a few months before where our, like in premarital counseling where we started learning like things that we didn't love about ourselves and things that we really needed to work on. And when we started working on those things and really focusing on more of who we are and who we're going to be when we're married and instead of focusing on like the next season of life and a wedding, focusing on more so like us, our individual selves and our marriage um, that's about to happen I think was like a really big big turning point for us because we were like, okay, well, we're still young. We're not perfect, um, but we're willing to like grow together. We want to do life together forever. We love each other unconditionally. And that's how I guess we both kind of knew. Um, But I think the question you asked is something I know this person asked, um, how did we know when it was the right time to get married? And then the question that you said was, um, like focusing on more, are you focusing more on a wedding? Are you focusing more on like, I want to spend life with him. I think that's a great way to see if you are ready to get married. Like if you are at a place where, um, you are just like, I want to get married because I want the photos and I want this whole big shebang. And like, I'm so excited to plan a wedding and like, like all this stuff, but you, the wedding day is one day. Like you plan this whole thing for one day. And I remember like after our wedding day, we're, we were like laying in the bed, like looking at each other, like, oh my gosh, like that's it. Like 
all this planning and this day you've thought about your whole life, it's over. Like, yep. And so at that point, you have to do life with this person for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so if you're only focusing on, I want to get married because of a wedding, then like it's not going to work out. Yeah, exactly. And that probably means you're not quite ready because marriage yeah. is hard and we're not going to sit here and say it's easy. No. We ha- you have to work at it every single day. And if you're not at a point where you think that you can choose to love that person every single day, because the honeymoon stage of love, it goes, it, I mean, it really does. It dissolves. Like it slowly, like you have to wake up and choose to love your spouse every single day. And that's just true because when you fall in love, like that's not the real picture of love. Love is sacrifice. Love is dying to yourself. Love is selflessness. Love is not just like a feeling. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And you learn that whenever you get into marriage and whether your honeymoon stage lasts for three months, a year or five years, at some point, you're going to have to wake up and start to choose to love that person because marriage is hard. And being a human right beside another human is really hard. And it's easy to get frustrated with each other and arguments happen. And at the end of the day, like you have to be ready to choose to love that person more so than just being ready to put on a white dress and walk down the aisle. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's good. That's so good. For sure. Because like you said, um, a lot of people say like the first year of marriage is the hardest. I, I mean, I think that we walk through things like our first year of marriage that obviously we don't deal with now because we're older. Um, but that wasn't our hardest year. And yeah, that was, cake (laughs) compared to like having a baby and, you know, having other feelings of like, I'm exhausted. And I know we've talked about that before, but where you have to wake up every single day, you get in these rhythms where it's really easy to not have to like love your spouse intentionally. You can like go through the motions of the day, but instead being like, okay, snap out of it. Like we're choosing to love each other. We might be arguing and like, you have to choose, like Caitlin said, like loving your spouse every day, waking up, being like, I'm going to serve the heck out of them, even though I'm livid with them. You know, like you have to choose them every single day, choose your marriage every single day, even when you're mad at them. So, right. And marriage is a beautiful thing. So when you're ready for it, freaking go for it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And going off of that, the next question someone asked is how to enjoy being engaged. So this is like something that's really fun for me to talk about because I've heard I've heard both ends. I've heard people hate the season of engagement. And then I've heard that people love the season of engagement. And I really Mm -hmm. don't hear any in between. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, engagement was like one of the best seasons of my entire life. I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And um, so as far as like how to enjoy it, I would say we're going to give you some practical like advice because I think that the practical things play a lot into it. Um, and so the first one is setting an adequate amount of time to plan, AKA, are you going to get married in six months, eight months, 12 months or more? Um, and I think that that is something that you have to think through as far as like, are you going to plan the wedding? Are people going to help you? Are you going to have a planner? Um, like where do you live? When will people have to travel? Like there's a lot of things that go into like, you know, setting an adequate amount Mm -hmm. of time and like setting a date. And so, um, if you're making it short and sweet, you better be having a simple wedding with not a lot going into it. And if you're having a super elaborate wedding, Mm -hmm. you need to set like so much time because like, 
I don't know. As far as planning goes, just it's it, it can be stressful. And I think that it will make your break um, like that joy that comes in that season. For sure. Um, yeah. Set your expectations. Know what you want. If you want to just like run off in a loop, then you don't need that much time. Right. Like go do that. That's what your heart desires. And that's like what you envision for your day. Go do that. But like you said, if you want this big elaborate wedding, it can happen yeah. in four months. Sure. But like you probably are not going to enjoy your season of being yeah. engaged because you're trying to get all of this planned in a very short amount of time. Um, and then I think also like not just counting down the days until your wedding, but really enjoying the season of being engaged Yeah, and not just being like, okay, hundred more days until we're husband and wife. But yeah, that's great. And I know you're so excited to get married, but also this is the last time that you can focus on like your singleness and your heart without mm-hmm. having your spouse. And so really trying to refine those not so pretty parts of your heart before you step into a marriage, yeah. um, I think would be really good. So reflecting on your heart and growing your relationship separately, but also together. And I also like a big one, premarital counseling, um, for sure. Do yeah. That, that. 100% you need that. And I think that yeah. it, it's not just going to make you enjoy the season. It's going to make you enjoy your person more. And it's going to reveal oh, yeah. a lot of things to you, good and bad. And I think it's really cool to learn new things and like, work on those things and in that engagement season. And that's going to bring you a lot more joy is just like knowing that you're working towards that future marriage. Yeah. And premarital counseling was so great because you're talking about things that, you know, you probably wouldn't necessarily have the conversation before. Um, Sure. You can talk about sex in your personal life with each other. Like, what do we expect? But when you're in premarital counseling, talking about things of like, I remember for us, we talked about what something, or I'm the oldest of five kids. Sean's the youngest of four. So Mm -hmm. we talked about birth order. That would never be a conversation we would just have because it's not really something that I even knew until premarital counseling. But now having that, like being equipped with that knowledge of knowing how different we are as people because of our birth order, like helps us work through like things that we are maybe be arguing about or just trying to work through. It helps so much knowing that like how I respond as an older child, he how he responds as the youngest child. And then, um, so yeah, premarital counseling, make sure you really try to do that. I know some people overlook that because they don't think it's necessary, but yeah. it really is necessary because even if you think you know your spouse so much, or know the person you're about to marry, premarital counseling, especially um, like from a biblical standpoint, you're going, it's going to be so helpful in the long run of your marriage. Four years in, we're still using the stuff that we learned. Yeah. And like she said, even if you think you know your spouse, I dated Hunter for almost five years before we got married. And I know that sometimes people get married two years into dating or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I still learned things about him Mm -hmm. and about like you learn you learn things that you think about each other that you would never voice out loud unless you were asked. And so it's just really cool. Um, but then last, make sure you still date during your season of engagement. Mm -hmm. This is so important. Like date your, well, date your spouse, but date your fiance, make it fun. Enjoy the season of calling each other fiance. Like, and at the end of the day, like don't stress, 
don't yeah. stress about the wedding because at the end of the day, like this is a season you're never going to get back. And if you spend your time stressing, then you're going to mm-hmm. hate it. And you're mm-hmm. going to look back and be like, why did I stress over a single day in my life when I could have just enjoyed the time leading up to getting married? Mm-hmm. And so anyways, that is our advice. We loved being engaged. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, it was so, so fun. And we think that everyone should enjoy it. So yeah, I always um, tell my clients or friends or anybody that's getting married, I'm like, please really enjoy this season of engagement because it's not like how you're married and you have a baby and you can have another baby. Like you get the season back maybe. Yeah. Engagement, you really like you're committing to this person forever. So you're really not getting the season back. And so it's really, really fun to just walk through it and have so much joy. Yeah. And okay. So last but not least, what's a weird quirk you notice about each other? So this one's kind of interesting because it's always one of those things where you notice quirks about someone, but then when you actually your ass and you have to think about it, you're like, crap, I can't think of any. And so anyways, one a quirk that oh I've Lord. noticed, Maddie has many and I notice them often, but one of the quirks that I've noticed about Maddie is that she repeats words all the time. <laughs> so do. for instance, she'll be like, hey, Caitlin, can you bring me a forky fork? <laughs> or she'll be like, or That's she'll be like, one forky fork. I like that <laughs> Or she'll be like, we'll be like out on like, it'll be nice outside. And she'll be like, hey, Caitlin, you want to go on a walkie walk? <laughs> and I'm like, but she always adds like an E to the first time. So it's walkie like a walkie walk. walk or a forky fork or a, <laughs> I don't even know what else. Like I do this very often. <laughs> she does it with everything and she's got me doing it. Like, yeah, I, I had noticed she started doing it. And it's funny because I didn't even know it was a quirk until Caitlin pointed it out. Like, yeah. And she didn't even really tell me. She just kind of posted it on Instagram about me. She was like, <laughs> a funny thing about Maddie is she repeats everything twice. And I was like, I didn't know anyone. I really didn't even realize I did it until she said it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do it all the time. But yep. I've noticed you started doing it. <laughs> okay. It's fun. I like it your is. work. <laughs> I like the double words. It's fun for real. <laughs> you should try it. Okay. What about you? And you're going to have to watch the YouTube um, video of us talking right now to see it because it's something I have to show. But Kaylin always goes like this. You're going to laugh because I've never said this to you. You go like this. You go. <laughs> 100%. She always does her fingers like this, like the okay sign. And she goes, she shuts her eyes and says, 100%. Oh Don't, my gosh, you know, I would never noticed that. Oh, okay. Watch the YouTube videos and watch us talk from like all the podcast episodes we've done and watch you do it. Okay, I will do that. Okay. That's 100%. Hilarious. That is hilarious. I do know that a lot of times I'll also go, like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll oh, yeah. do that. You do that. I'll do the okay sign and go, yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah. and I'll click my mouth. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> you do that one for sure. Okay, that was funny. Oh, I just came up with that one. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, that was good. I didn't realize that. I don't know if I have any more. I, I, don't can, know. I can literally, if I watched you all day, I could. I know. You said the word too. literally a lot. I know. That could be one. I do. <laughs> Maddie has me saying this, and she doesn't even know that she's where I heard it, but she always will go, oh, 1,000%. <laughs> I do 1,000% and like do the head roll because 100% isn't enough. (laughs) I know. I really do that a lot. I actually noticed that I did that. Yeah. Actually, this is very recent. I was like, I say 1,000% a lot to everything. And so, of course, I started doing it too. It's like (laughs) one of those things where you're just around
around someone all the time. So you kind of pick, like, up. pick up on their little things. But that's hilarious. That is. I, okay. <laughs> wow. I wonder what y'all's weird quirks are. And maybe yeah. you've noticed some about us, too, that we don't know. even know from listening to us talk. Probably. That would be funny to like, nice. know what they if they have any about us. Let us know if you do because we want to know. Oh, yeah. Go DM us on Instagram because I think that those would be funny conversation. For sure. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. Well, those are all the questions we have for today. I say that and like we didn't just answer a lot. We really (laughs) just answered a lot of questions. Yeah, we did. But I, I'm really glad you guys got to enter in on a conversation between Caitlin and I. This is kind of like our conversations on a daily basis. Yeah, for real. Just talk about random things all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I hope that maybe something we said you can take or maybe it was just a fun conversation to listen to while you're driving down the road maybe it gave you a laugh for the yeah day. <laughs> hopefully it made you laugh for sure anyways we love that you're here and we appreciate you guys more than you know and we launch new episodes every single wednesday so come back next week and we'll see you then hope you have the best week ever we're cheering you on praying for you we love you and have a great week bye, bye. We had so much fun getting to hang out with you today, and we hope that you're feeling encouraged, loved, and full of purpose. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, we would absolutely love it if you would write us a review so that we can hear how we encouraged you. And if you haven't subscribed, go do that right now. Also, you can join the sisterhood by finding us on Instagram at The Refined Sisterhood. Okay, friend, we hope you have the best week, and we will see you in the next episode.